0: Hey there, movie lovers. A little bit of an apology and a heads up. The audio for me on this episode is not so great. Uh, Like all of our episodes these days, we were recording via Zoom, and unfortunately, uh, three out of four microphones worked great, but mine, not so much. So go ahead and give it a listen. Give us a little bit of a... uh, a little bit of leeway when you can't hear my voice quite so well i'm not nearly the one that you're going to want to hear but because you won't want to miss this episode uh, our guests the nosts are both hilarious and a lovely sweet couple so make sure to give it a listen anyway and just bear with us in terms of the difficulty you might have hearing my voice take care and enjoy in
1: love in love with movies
2: Well, we did buy a property where the last owner did die in our bedroom. And we've been told that in one of the other downstairs units that there is a ghost. There's a woman who was a costumer that lived there for like 30 years. And we have neighbors that tell us all the time that her ghost is still here. (laughs) But no, we've never witnessed anything.
0: Okay, I would not know. (laughs) So you did get the haunted house.
3: (laughs) No, because ghosts aren't real. Oh, okay. They're not. We don't agree. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> sometimes the dog looks up and she'll be like, oh, she's looking at the spirits. And be like, this is
2: she just like looks above my head and she's just
3: Exactly. Well,
2: John must be yeah. here somewhere.
3: Yeah. And she also has a brain smaller than the size of your fist. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you, know, you gotta take certain logical things into account.
0: Well, I think that's actually a beautiful transition. So, welcome, <laughs> <Okay>. movie lovers. <laughs> this is the In Love with Movies podcast. Um, I am Nick. And I'm Danny. And we are joined by some amazing guests that we're very happy to have uh, Matt and Catherine. And do you both share the same last name?
3: Uh, technically, yes. And technically, no, not legally, not legally.
0: But oh, but can't superficially, we this if that so helps. <laughs> is the last name Nost is what we, uh, Matt and Catherine Nost. And why don't we go ahead and start there then, uh, since we'll be talking about you guys' relationship and discussing a little bit more about it. But, uh, before I get there, cause I'm terrible at these things, Danny, what is our podcast? What do we do on this podcast? Oh, that's
1: a very general, what is our podcast?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do we do here? Uh,
1: yeah, we talk about love and, uh, movies.
0: There you go. All right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Brevity is the, the tune of the day.
0: Uh, what is the, what's the story there? You say you, you haven't uh, yes and no in terms of sharing the last name notes.
2: Uh Well, I'm the lazy one of the relationship. So there's a lot of paperwork when it comes to that. And I already had the business. So I use it like on social media sites and stuff like that. And even my signature on my email for work, but I didn't change any of the paperwork at the shop. So it's still, yeah. I haven't done any of that either.
1: I have, but I'm also just not going to. I don't think... <laughs> and my last name is Smith. It's not like it's like something special that I want to hold on to, but yeah. I mean, I am in the comedy scene in Chicago and like, it's just weird to get rid of your name. You know, something that like people know you as Danny Smith to change it to a Danny Baldwin. I was like, eh. So we kind of, um, we have a also fake-ish name we go by the Smaldwins.
2: Yeah. It's like our celebrity. Nice. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you're yeah, your c- you're
0: couple way.
1: name.
2: But no legal changes. <laughs> I feel that though.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, so you're in good company. And <laughs> speaking of good company, uh, Catherine, one of the things I know we're talking about today is uh, the difference of our love topic today is, you know, love of the spotlight. And Ooh. Catherine, you and I are, <laughs> sort of married to people who love the spotlight, maybe a little bit more than we do.
2: Oh, I thought you were gonna say a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> so did I, and I was gonna roll with that.
0: <laughs> well, uh, okay, well then, is it too much? Is it, do, do our spouses like the attention a little more than is uh correct or right? Or how do you respond to that?
3: He's asking you. <laughs>
2: um, I, I mean, I don't think so, Matt, uh, when, before we got married, he used to go out, do the comedy scene a lot. He doesn't, well, especially not now. He's not.
3: Yeah. Um, There's nothing to be had unless you want to do Zoom shows and God bless you. If you do.
2: I'm doing it. <laughs>
3: I don't know how you fucking do it. It I don't. The thing. <laughs> the, the audience being there is the point.
1: <laughs> yeah. They have this thing where like the theater I go through, if, um, the audience wants to clap they just put sixes and sevens. so that's my new validation is like six seven six seven six
2: seven <laughs> that's
1: all i got
3: the same thing though in the
2: slightest <laughs> take what you can get right yeah yeah uh,
3: yeah I, I know tons of people that do it i just uh, i am baffled that you get anything meaningful out of it uh but god bless you thank you and yeah, i know tons of people doing it you're not alone it's yeah. you know it's weird it, yeah. It's like a 50, 50 split. I know there's a bunch of us that are like, I don't see the point. And another, the other 50% are like, you know, show me the stage. Uh, <laughs> so God bless you.
1: <laughs> so Catherine, Matt has been doing comedy for ever since you've met him or.
2: Oh yeah. I was a waitress at a comedy club. That's how we met. Mm. Yeah. I worked for the comedy store in San Diego. Um, he was already there working the door for stage yeah. time kind of thing when he was first getting started. Maybe a few what a few years in.
3: Oh, what? How long I had been performing?
0: Yeah, before.
3: Like eighteen months, like. Ish, maybe two years. So I was terrible.
0: For a briefest second, there. I thought he was Eighteen years. <laughs> I was
3: like, I look yeah. great.
0: <laughs> doing comedy
1: out the womb, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and were you doing yeah. stand-up matter?
3: Yeah, just stand-up. I um, I tried out for one improv troupe ever, just because there was. Uh, a bunch of us. There was like ten of us comics. They were all friends, and we all showed up to to try it. And only one of us got taken. Um, but yeah, I never really had any interest in uh, anything outside of stand up.
1: I am the com- you know you and I are very opposite. I think we both like the spotlight in the comedy scene, but I don't think I could ever do stand up because I'm very. Um, I'm a very anxious person too. And I need someone else to be on stage to be like, I got you like swooping in and (laughs) saving me if I need it. So that's awesome. I admire you and I will never do
2: it. I'll stay on my zoom. (laughs) improv.
3: see, I can see improv working slightly better.
2: Oh, I was thinking the opposite. I'm like, wow. improv. like, how do you with other people? And
3: it's just like this. So then somebody just be watching and you be having a. Yeah, Just
2: no acting it out, really.
3: Exactly. where stand-up is like I tell a punch and then just wait. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> what exactly do you do? I assume laughter is here. Yes, sixes and sevens. <laughs> Thank you. Six Thank seven. you. Six and seven. then next year, I just, the artifice is completely destroyed. Whereas improv, you could at least keep the ball in the air with another person.
1: Yeah, so. I think we crack each other up. That's I, That's yeah. laughter I really only get is <laughs> laughing at other people. Because who knows if anyone thinks I'm funny on the other end. My mom does. She watches every show. Thanks, Barb, for always coming in clutch.
2: Gotta love mom.
1: <laughs> um, so Matt's been doing stand-up for a long time. How do you think that's like played into your relationship? Because, Catherine, you said you're kind of the opposite. You don't like the spotlight at all. You lo- you're shy.
2: Ooh, played into our relationship.
3: Well, I mean, I, <laughs> I know that I go for... Jokes like she can see it sometimes when it's coming. <laughs> uh, it's already
4: laughing, yeah.
3: Well, yeah, it's some sometimes because I can't. I'm like, ah, oh, this is too stupid. Uh, I love this dumb joke. Uh, so stuff like that. I'm, I'm looking to make a joke quite a bit,
2: but that's just one on one. Like when we're out, yeah, you, you wouldn't know. Now
3: nah, I'm like quiet for the
2: spotlight, or yeah, he's more of a in his head,
3: yeah, pretty much. But we take a back seat, you know people assume it's just like, Oh, I remember my brother flew out here and he brought two of his friends and I met him out cause they were going to drive to Vegas. So they flew here to hang out for one night or something. And so I met him out and it was during March madness. So we went to a sports bar and we're just watching games and whatnot. And then they all went to, uh, they were going to jump in the car and drive to Vegas that night. And he texts me. He's like, my friends didn't think you were funny. I was <laughs> like, I didn't realize I was supposed to be on the whole time. But yeah, I'm not like, hey, zing, zang, hey, big me. <laughs> I'm not that type of individual. And actually, just I, for me. just for her.
2: <laughs> Lucky you. I love it. That's we awesome. laugh a lot. I would say that's our. Yeah. We laugh a lot.
3: Sometimes I, I laugh more just because I know the joke is coming. <laughs> I'm
2: no, it's because I'm funnier.
3: Yeah. yeah. Yep. 100% true.
2: <laughs> I never do that.
0: I'm just kidding. My wife has <laughs> never turned to me and said, I am so funny. No, that has never occurred. Well, if <laughs> I don't think
1: I'm funny, then who else will? That's what I say. <laughs> so Nick and I, I don't think I, I had done like stage stuff, like acting and music. I was a competitive Irish dancer for 15 years, that kind of stuff. Oh, but, hey. <laughs> um, it wasn't until after <laughs> I met Nick that I started doing improv, improv. So how do you think that affected? Did it affect our relationship?
0: Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I guess because you you started after I, I, the only thing it really affected for me was time I spent doing things. I mean, I assume Catherine, you have done some traveling at least because Matt still does perform in different things. You try to be there to support. Obviously, you were there in Chicago. You know. I, I do more of that with my time, but I wouldn't say that it's, you know, affected you and I so much. Although you might not have been willing to do this podcast if you hadn't been improvising. You can- Oh, so the podcast
2: was your idea, Nick?
0: Yes. Yes. Um, (laughs) No, she says yes unequivocally. I I, I hesitate. She's like, yes. (laughs) No, this for me, it was almost selfish. Uh, I think Matt, you mentioned that Catherine, you don't watch a lot of movies
2: uh yeah definitely not as much as he does and i don't retain the information like oh my gosh at yeah. all.
0: same <laughs> so this is i this was this was my ploy to get my wife to watch more movies with me was the
3: <laughs> <laughs> do you have to do so i know going in like uh, okay you're not gonna like this so we're not gonna watch it together like I, I watched wonder woman the new wonder woman without her and the next day she's like oh you watched that and i was like you didn't want to see that and she's like you're right i didn't <laughs> But there was the ah, oh, and be like, well, there are other things coming out that I want to watch. Uh, but yeah, just knowing like ah, oh, this one's gonna to be too taught psychologically; you're not gonna enjoy it. Uh, like
2: stressful
0: movies.
3: Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely, a hundred percent. I hate anything that is like existential, dark, sad, anything but happy and goofy and.
0: You you can't even handle like real science fiction. Yeah, of of basically <laughs> any kind. Like fantasy, Star Wars stuff is okay because it's like more of that magic-y realm, but like- Yeah, it's fantasy. Yeah, if it's any true science fiction, it's kind of like, I I don't like thinking about how the world could be that way.
1: Well, and for me, movies are an escape and like life is weird and hard and dark enough. So I'm like, yes, give me something funny (laughs) (laughs) or like romantic or something.
2: I can still do dark and stuff, but yeah, no, I agree with you. It's it's an escape. Yeah. I don't want to stress out. I don't want to, I got enough stress. Yeah, I feel
1: that. So I don't think our relationship changed more so because of like doing shows but nick has told his friends i've heard him i heard you talking about me Uh-oh. uh that you w- have watched a lot less movies since we've been together
0: that's true i didn't <laughs> even think to mention that but that's why i'm doing a podcast <laughs> where you have to watch movies because yeah I, I mean it used to be i was that guy who watched you know anything in any given season you know for oscars things of that nature and also speaking of that being usually heady stuff it's like well I don't have a lot of time because I'm busier with other things having a relationship. And then I'm not going to choose to watch that as often by myself. So sorry. For sure. For sure.
3: Yeah. Um, But I do the same thing.
0: (laughs) You just like, Matt's going to watch it by himself.
3: (laughs) Well, there's like when Oscar season comes out, and I'll tell her, like, here are all the movies that I need to see. So do you want to watch the trailers? And you can pick which ones you want to see with me. And then otherwise, I'm going to go see all these movies. Um, yeah. So there's the, you know, uh, I, I try and get her to watch more movies, but at the same time, it's somehow watching four straight TV shows is not the same thing as watching one movie that's half the length.
1: I was just thinking that, like, have you dipped into Bridgerton yet? Just finished it. <laughs> <laughs> so each of those episodes is one hour at least, but I would so much rather watch eight hours of Bridgerton than like, but An she, hour and, she, and a she, half of something else,
0: but, but the justification, Matt, is always, "Well, I don't want to sit down for that length of time. Like, yeah. I don't have to commit myself." That's that not
2: length. what I say. Oh, I don't okay. know what I say, but that's not what I say.
3: <laughs> uh, you, you, you don't say anything. You're like, uh,
2: and
3: you're like, all right. <laughs> what TV show do we want to put on? Uh, what about this movie? <laughs> like, uh, but it's also she falls asleep earlier, so it's easier for a TV show because we, uh, you know if you cap out at 20 minutes left or something, it's, you know, it's not some big, huge pivotal thing. Like it is in a movie more often than not.
1: It's like an emotional commitment. Like I'm sure we're going to talk about this, but yesterday we watched that thing you do. And during the movie, I was like something bad's going to happen, something bad. And I'm like anticipating there to be an arc. And I think that's the same thing going in movies. I'm like, I know there's going to be a thing that's got to happen.
0: She, I don't want to get into this too much, but she became convinced that Liv Tyler was like going to die of something. And that was going to be the, the storyline. That didn't happen. Did not happen. That's, but I want to, I want to circle back uh, before we kind of wrap things up here for the the in love portion. I wanted to circle back and talk a little bit more about uh, how, how Matt supports you, Catherine, in your leadership role. You talked about it a little bit earlier on in our conversation, um, how you feel nervous even as an owner and a manager talking to your employees and Cause you're just that much don't love the spotlight, but Matt has so much experience with the spotlight that he's able to kind of coach you and support you in those ways. So uh, I'd love to hear more about that.
2: Uh, yeah, he, um, you know, he'll tell me, you know, they already know you, they already love you. They want, when I'm, uh, I had to give a speech one time, he's like, people want you to succeed. He just kept like drilling that into my head. Like they don't want to see you fail. And, uh, yeah, I just I don't know if I don't believe that about people
3: or it's true. It's, it's they they don't want to have a bad time. That's what it ultimately boils down to. So they want to see you succeed because otherwise, unless the train wreck is amazing, which it's not <laughs> gonna be. So they want to see you do well because then it makes a more enjoyable experience for them. That's the God's honest truth.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Easier heard than than felt, right, Catherine? Oh,
2: absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm a pushover when it comes to work. I just I don't like telling people what to do at all, at all. That's hard.
0: You yeah. do have a successful pizza business, right? Like <laughs> I
2: I do. I also have a partner uh, <laughs> who's a little bit better at laying down the law than I am. Uh, yeah,
3: yeah. But that being said, she also ran it by herself for what two years with no partner and turn it into a successful business. So
2: you made it work. I did. Yeah. Yeah. But I've got a great team that kind of, you know, came around work more like a family. So I don't really feel like I, I don't really discipline the, I call them my kids, but, uh, I don't really discipline my staff. It's more of, um, you know, nobody ever gets in trouble. It's just, Hey, I, I expect you to be better next time kind of thing. So, it's easier than like, hey, that was really dumb.
3: Yeah, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed, and they're just like, oh, it's, it's, yeah.
2: It's yeah, yeah. And I can portray that more, less with words sometimes, and more with just actions, and that's easier for me. Words are.
0: Uh.
3: <laughs> it's good that we're on an audio medium <laughs> right now. I'm scared. You're doing phenomenal.
0: You're doing phenomenal. Uh, did you have any other questions, Daniel? Oh.
1: I didn't come prepared, but good thing I'm an improviser. Um, I would say that I think for Matt, the thing you were saying about people want you to succeed, the same thing goes for comedy, right? Like no one wants to go to a show and have it like bomb. And then you have that feeling in your stomach where you're like, oh God, and then you can't leave or, you know? So that's very interesting that you brought that into your relationship of like, I'm going to think about that all the time now. That's great advice in life or on the stage. No one wants you to fail. Most people don't
3: want you to fail. Well, I was going to yeah. say comedy is something different because I've seen <laughs> crowds where they want the person to fail as soon as, like, because when you walk on stage, they make a snap judgment of you, especially yeah. as a comic, because you're up there by yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's just like they may not like the way you look, at presenting yourself or your opening joke or whatnot, and they turn on you. I've seen that happen several times over <laughs> the years where someone just like, well, they made a choice that he was going to eat it, like, as soon as he walked on stage. Um, but by and large, yeah, I still think it, it. They want to have a good time. They paid money. They're there to have a good time. So you really got to go out of your way to screw that up. <laughs> well, if you're any good at it. Uh, yeah. But I'm sure you've seen Danny that there are people that you. It's baffling how they're on the same stage. It's like, how did you get this far? You were terrible, yeah. And yet they still keep keep getting booked, and you're like, man, I don't know. Good for you. <laughs>
0: There may or may not be specific examples coming to my mind. I've been doing
3: a lot <laughs> yeah, of those. trust me. I could rattle off like 10 comics I know that are pretty damn successful and be like, dude, have people seen them perform? Because they're terrible.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, but they get work.
1: I understand that. Yeah, Nick, you've been to probably how many shows I, of mine do you think you've been to?
0: It would be easier to count the number that I haven't. Probably like I have been less frequent with my attendance. On the for the zoom, zoom that I, was.
2: <laughs> I wonder why no sixes and sevens coming from me, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> only from my mom.
0: <laughs> Barb still goes to, yeah, a lot ironically, that's switched. Barb goes to more shows now that she can do it from the comfort of her home. Uh, I, on the other hand, I think what it is is just like, it, not, it's not even that it doesn't feel the same, it's that like I feel like I can be there to support you. In terms of like emotional support, talking about it in advance, saying, you know, break a leg before the show and everything. And when we're in our house, I can do all of that and then just go do something else. (laughs) Whereas when we're in a, a, like, I want to be there for you the same Mm -hmm. way in a theater, but I have to be at the physical theater to be able to do that right before the show.
1: Yeah, and Nick has been to shows where we've had three people in the audience. (laughs) Like more people on stage than there are in the audience, so Um, You're a very supportive husband. Thank you so much. I know you've been to some
0: crappy shows. (laughs) Do you have any stories, uh, Catherine, about how difficult it is sometimes to uh, maybe support Matt's uh, love of the spotlight?
2: Um, Well, I really only more just go to the big ones. Like, so like Chicago or um, I don't, when he goes to the comedy store, it's, you know, it's work. Mm -hmm. So um, I get to stay home. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <watching perfecting>. yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting at the, you know, working the the t-shirts and, and whatnot. And just, it's, it's a really fun experience to get people or to realize pe- how much people love Matt as much as I do. I'm like, Oh, it's just a fun thing. Cause people will tell me, <laughs> you know, <Yes>. you're <laughs> Mrs. Nost. And it's just like a really, it's a fun experience. Oh, that's so cute.
0: That is pretty darn adorable
2: you ever ever get that you're mr smith
0: i mean (laughs) nobody's ever addressed it that way but uh yeah i think i actually have had people be like oh oh, you're 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 with danny um he's
1: making this up none of this ever happened (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah no i've I've definitely had that occur i've definitely had that occur although Mm -hmm. it's normally like it's not like a Maybe not uh, the same level that Catherine was just explaining. They're just like, oh, you're with Danny. Not like, oh, you're with Danny. I'm in love with her as much as you are. It's never that.
3: <laughs> well, considering it's like 90% dudes at the shows, I, I hope nobody's in love with me more than she is. It's fine if you are, but if the preponderance of people there say that, it's, I need to change up what we're you know doing on the show, You know, target a little bit better to those individuals and make a different show.
1: Yeah, I think it's more of a, a nerd crush, probably, Matt, for you. Because I've been to, was that was a Schmodown Live you thing? Went to a Schmodown Live, yeah. yeah. And everyone looked like Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much.
3: You're in better shape than uh, probably a third of the audience. <laughs> That's correct. So I'm, I'm not slagging off, but just if you go and look and be like, all right, There's a bunch of people that love movies.
0: Yeah. And the reality is, if I hadn't found my wife, I would probably and did look very much like that and was in less shape and watched a lot more movies. Yeah, you eat better now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the things we do for our husbands. Yeah. Maddie's better, too. I eat better. <laughs> and don't you feel better?
3: Uh, I mean, not with COVID. I feel terrible. <laughs> but just because I'm not getting out as much. But overall, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's infinitely better.
1: Good. Did you have any other questions, Nick? I know you come more prepared.
0: I tried. I tried to come up with a couple of things. I guess the only other one we haven't really covered is Matt. Are there any specific stories maybe you can think of where it felt uh, uh, strange or difficult, or maybe you just struggled to understand Catherine's uh, position of being more shy or being afraid of the spotlight? So, like, especially if it created tension in your relationship, or, you know, where she just is not as eager to be out there or be seen, and you were like, I don't understand this. It makes no sense. Uh, anything like that?
3: I don't think so, because majority of i mean the number one fear of men is public speaking uh it's not death it's not any other things that you should be genuinely in my opinion afraid of and it's public speaking uh so that to me is it's i've always carried that with most people don't enjoy doing it so i never harangued anybody for the tension or whatnot that they f- they feel when it comes to those types of moments. It's like, I, you know, the majority of individuals share that same uh, sentiment. So I am the anomaly. Danny's the anomaly. The individuals that d- doesn't bother them to go up and speak in front of others. Um, so, no, I don't think there's ever created any tension between the two of us because of it. Not that I can think of.
2: I don't think, spec- yeah,
3: no. Oh, you got yeah. something. There's- <laughs> there's,
2: there's I think there's something there. Uh, like, I don't even want to go to the grocery store sometimes. Like I, that's how much I'm like, oh gosh, I got to be around people. So I think little things. Okay. Like well, if we want to include
3: that stuff, sure. But
2: not the extreme <laughs> of yeah, going on stage, he's like, whatever. But like just being social or going to his show requires a lot of my mental energy. Mm-hmm. Um, And like working the t-shirts and whatnot, like I get all kind of worked up. I try to keep it from him because he's got a show to do. Um, So more on that level, but yeah, I don't think it bothers him that I don't want to talk in front of people. No. Or be in front of the camera. Yeah,
3: yeah. Teach their own.
2: Yeah,
1: for me, it was, it's just like, it's part of my personality to like love people and to be around people. And Nick is an introvert, surprisingly, even though that was hard for me to believe because he talks loud, he's loud.
0: Uh, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm opinionated I'm, <laughs> I'm, i even i'm a college professor i stand in front of people and lecture you know like
1: but he needed time to like as an introvert to just like be alone or like to re- recharge by himself and to me i'm like well, i don't get that like i just don't feel that on a spiritual level so i think that was one thing that we had to work through um not like tension just like
0: Oh, it's created tension.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, uh,
0: (laughs) yeah. There's been times where it's created tension. Yeah, I get. Well, yeah. I mean, even 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 COVID-wise, like I mean, you know,
1: that it's hard
0: to a certain degree. (laughs) I mean, you first tell me, like, hey, you just get to stay inside for months at a time, and you don't have to see another human being. I'm like, fuck yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For her, that's you know, worse nightmare. Um, And so, but that's created, and then in, in addition to that, you know used to be that we would figure out and navigate those things where uh you know i would get some of that alone time when she would be going off to do things with friends well now there's literally no true and no alone time like there's <laughs> very rarely if ever actually alone in the house with no other human being there uh that's that's tough <laughs> but we've been working through it and
1: that's why we bought a house so there's like different levels to the house so we can have our own
0: <laughs> yeah we started this with 700 Eight downstairs room. like we were basically in the size of this room when <laughs> we
3: started Yeah, our house is pretty small. So we can you can go up to the bedroom or it's this main area. And that's all there is to it. But we were looking at one place not far from here. And, you know, the where we would have opted to live was in this back little guest house. But it was (laughs) tiny. We're talking if you put a queen bed in there, you had maybe six inches on each side of the bed. And that took up two thirds of the room. And that was our main room. It was a garage. Well, yeah. Well, the garage was attached to this with that little side room off and had a tiny little kitchen off of that main room and a tiny little bathroom off of that main room. And that was it. And then there was a garage that we needed to convert. And she's like, it'll be fun. It'll be an adventure. I was like, we'll kill each other. (laughs) We'll kill. And then it it would have been the pandemic started like two weeks later and be like, we would have killed each other. (laughs) Probably. Yeah. So I'm glad we have a little bit more space, Uh, but we don't have yeah, as much space. It sounds like you guys have.
2: But we do opposite schedules, which really works for us. Yeah. Like I'm a morning person. So I'm up a few hours for work and that's my alone time. And then he stays up way later than I do. And that's his. Yeah. But there's definitely been days, not so much now, but a few years back where I'd be like, no, you go to the comedy store tonight. Please yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. Uh, see a movie, anything. It's my house
0: tonight. <laughs>
1: You feel that? Yes, I do. I get you, Nick. I get you.
0: All right. So, should we transition into the next phase before we then uh, move on?
1: It's your podcast. You do it.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, then the next thing we're going to do is uh, uh, something we'd like to do with our guests where we call it. What is happening right now? uh, Hashtag closer through science. Danny, what is.
1: (laughs) Don't make me explain (laughs) what it is. Okay. Nick's a psychologist. He's. almost a PhD. Um, So he's like into that stuff. (laughs) And so he found this article um, that it's a bunch of questions where if you ask a stranger, these questions, you're supposed to get closer. (laughs) And actually, did you guys watch the big bang theory?
2: No, I've seen some of it. it. Yeah.
1: There's an episode where they use this exact study um, to get Penny and Sheldon closer. Anyways. So we ask all our guests and we ask each other these questions. So Nick's going to ask you guys a question.
0: Yeah. So it's (laughs) supposed to just get people closer. This helps us get closer with each other, helps us get closer with our uh, social media followers, hopefully using the hashtag CloserThroughScience where they share their answers. But so, Catherine, Matt, what is your most treasured memory? Oh my goodness,
2: these are deep questions. (laughs) Have I mentioned I have a really bad memory? Yeah. uh... most like try. together Let's or just, say that in that life. just
0: to make it easier or whichever is easier
3: when we so we went to london to do a live top 10 uh like a year and change ago two years ago whatever the case was and we traveled after that and we were down in morocco and we got pizza from this mm. this place this hole in the wall pizza was actually surprisingly good um and to put it in perspective, across the street was an open air butcher, um, and next to that was we ended up like two doors down. A few, uh, I think, the day later, this guy was making a mystery meat concoction, and we tried it. It was delicious, but it was like just on this. Basically, everything was open air, uh, and it was a weird place to sit down, like from Western eyes, to go and eat. So we're, and I, she decided, or I, I, she went to go get the pizza itself and I'm over and I'm watching uh, her and uh, as much apprehension as she feels about going out into the world and speaking to he people. made me
2: go get the pizza.
3: Yeah, well, she knows pizza. He
2: did. I was like, okay, She's. <laughs> I'll go get in line.
3: I took a picture of it. She's interacting with the people and people are laughing, like even with a slight communication barrier and whatnot and just to see from afar, like there was a, you know, someone that doesn't like to be in those situations, but pizza is her element. So to see her come out of it and she's she's also a nicer person than i am so she's well she's just when we take walks around the neighborhood she says hi to every person we pass every single person yeah
0: i do yeah danielle constantly is getting at me for doing the same thing
3: <laughs> i say i don't it's it, great now she gets at me for not saying hi as well and in my head it's just like well you're already saying hi so it's kind of like a hi from the two of us exactly And yeah i hide behind i can share my hi. yeah it's like uh, oh sure you say that publicly now <laughs>
2: I've gotten
3: over that you don't say hi uh yeah well it took we had a talking about the (laughs) well you should say hi which is like you already said hi I don't know you beat me to the high punch um but yeah just to see her kind of not to say come out of her shell but in her element in a completely different country but pizza was something that opened her up and also created this kind of bond with individuals that never met, you know, have a completely different uh, experience through life. But yet there's a commonality of we're still pizza. uh, Pardon me, we're still people. And this is pizza. (laughs) (laughs) We're all pizza. We're all pizza. Uh, But that, I mean, I I don't know if that's my most cherished memory, but it's the first one that uh, came to mind. I remember just sitting off on the side and watching from afar kind of voyeuristically.
2: It was kind of cool because the people from the tables were, like, talking to me or, like, trying to tell me. what Because they saw I was, like, looking at their pizza, trying to decide what to order, trying yeah. to figure out what anything was.
3: Yeah, in the picture, there's one guy specifically looking over from, like, five feet away trying to, to help.
2: Like, direct me. Yeah. yeah. That's cute. It was really cool.
1: That is awesome. I think you two also have share a love of pizza.
0: I was just going to say, I, I did genuinely think about that, knowing that you owned a pizza shop, that we could just have it be love of pizza and if you want to do that in a future episode i'd be more than happy to have you back
3: (laughs) what movie mystic pizza (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i'd have to watch that one it's been a while
1: (laughs) nick has a shirt that says you had me at pizza he is a true pizza lover i think you can eat it are you a thick a thin all
0: i mean all it depends (laughs) on the mood right like okay same
2: same (laughs) i have preferences but yeah i'll eat it all
0: in Chicago, yeah. you get the Stuffed, which is like different from Thick, which is all different from Chicago Deep Dish. Oh, yeah. Did you have Deep
1: Dish when have... you guys came
3: here? Uh, uh Yeah, we, we did.
2: I've been there and
1: had it. Not
3: this past time, but we've been to Chicago. My sister used to live there. I've had numerous friends that live there. But we went. uh, My parents at one point were going to retire there. So we went to hang out in Chicago once and we got uh, Deep Dish. I've had it before. I'm not a fan. It's like the only pizza I'm not a big fan of.
1: I agree. I'm a true like Chicago and born and raised. And I'm like, eh, I could do without it. Yeah.
2: When you say stuffed, is that like the ones that are in the pot and you like turn over the plate? Oh, that's oven
1: grinders. Pli- okay, so oh,
2: that was that. good. I had that. Yeah. I had it in Chicago, like a little mm-hmm. yep, Lincoln to, like, step park. Down is that a place? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. So
1: okay. yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's where the St. Valentine's day massacre happened across the street. There was like buddy,
0: whatever his name is. And he was like, yeah.
3: Really? That was in Lincoln park. I didn't know that.
0: <laughs> yeah it was it was right actually in fact that building that the the shop talking about literally a okay. un- little
3: underground pizzeria
2: yep. yeah a little underground. oh pizzeria. yeah the garlic bread that's like this big shot down from apparently. Like, so.
0: yeah oh okay and you know about the garlic bread? too she knows about the mediterranean bread? you really t- I was, I touches was the, the table
2: thing. it, it was, like kind of really gross me does. out <laughs> 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 the place like this big and the garlic bread like this big um, oh my amazing.
1: gosh one last thing about pizza okay one last thing about pizza <laughs> for nick's next- birthday this year i did a south what did i call it the south side sampling and so he's never i grew up on the south side um and he's never had like south side pizza so we ordered six different pizzas and i labeled them all different like so he could judge them blind and then we had a couple of people over and we like did, had a judging competition and it was like your ultimate birthday
0: it was beautiful <laughs> that sounds like a lot of
2: fun <laughs> did so did you do like all the same, like all cheese pizzas or all pepper, or whatever you do. Yeah,
0: that's issue, I they did. It. Let oh. you do I was like, you have to, you know, you know, get, get rid of those confounding variables. You had
1: to exactly.
3: Have. You got to have a baseline <laughs> Sorry, to control.
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa! This coming from, from the man home. that won't eat a cheese pizza. Yeah, well, cheese pizzas. I keep telling him, like, you have to try our cheese pizza. It's the best pizza. And then you add.
3: It's a waste, you a waste of fucking time. Neither
2: would, neither would my dad, and we've had the pizza place. It'll be ten years this year and my dad just literally like maybe a month ago had it. And he, I get a text. I didn't know how good your cheese pizza was. I mean, well, how long am I telling you?
3: I So I told her like when she was initially opening a long time ago, she had us all like a soft opening. We all came down and tried all the different pizzas and then filled out comment cards. And I tried the-
2: You did try the cheese pizza. Cheese pizza. Or he tells me he did, I don't remember. <laughs> and
3: <laughs> I put on the comment card, I was like, look, cheese pizza is excellent. And it's like ice cream. If, if they do vanilla, right, that's the base of every other flavor. So I know that your cheese pizza is good because all the other pizzas I am a big fan of. Some I think are, you know, utterly fantastic. Like that, that vegetarian is dynamite, the saucy, the vampire slayer, the (laughs) like, there's, there's several that I think are just, I mean, chef's kiss. Perfect. Uh, so I know the cheese pizza is fantastic.
0: Okay. So I, I I will say we were in actually last, uh, I was really sad when we ended up not being able to find time to go to your guys' place when we were there last year.
2: Oh, you were in the area.
0: Yeah. We were in LA, uh, for, for new year's, uh, move going into 2020 anyway. Um, but just, I have to say if the cheese is done right and there's different ingredients, Matt, I have to politely disagree. (laughs) You, you could cover up some of the flavor profile that might be coming from the different cheeses that, you know, you won't pick up on the subtleties and the different, uh, you know, tastes because, you know, your pepperoni or your veggies are going to be covering it up. That's
3: fine.
2: You're not going to notice that there's three cheeses on
3: the cheese. Okay, pizza. all right. Enjoy your dinosaur-shaped chicken nuggets. I'd rather have a man's meal than something that you make for kids. A total fucking cheese pizza
1: like the dino nuggets that I make for you too <laughs> <laughs> and with that
0: and with that we will uh, go ahead and cut for break here and uh, listen to a brief message from us about uh, sponsors from us. <laughs> <laughs> and then we will uh, we'll see you all on the other side for what movie is it we are watching Nosts uh, That,
3: that thing, thing You Do
1: oh that uh, was cute they <laughs> did practice that but... <laughs>
0: <laughs> alright see you on the other side
1: in love with movies da da da
0: Danny you can do a couple of those things but i don't know if...
1: weren't you on that little show thing the that uh, little show thing. the trivia thing Maybe. oh yeah golden ticket mhm yeah he bombed
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've had worse <laughs> we've had worse so you're fine
0: it's it's true i did though <laughs>
1: in love with movies da 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 okay and we're back
3: perfect
0: that might be the softest return that you've ever given us
1: (laughs) do you want me to do it louder no keep going (laughs) (laughs) um now what do we do after this part (laughs) after we say we're back all right so we're going to talk about uh that movie that you picked that one movie what is it that thing you do that thing you do that thing you do um so we'll start with you all what so we go through our love story so your love story is basically the first time you saw this movie or at least remember seeing this movie so Mm -hmm. Catherine, we'll start with you um or just, you can tell us why you chose this movie, that thing you do. A
0: little bit of both.
2: Yeah, I'm, I know I saw it when it first came out. I probably saw it in the theaters. Um, but the the opening scene is in, I grew up in that area, actually. Um, so I was already kind of like bonded to the movie, it felt like. And then i am always been a huge fan of, uh, like, I grew up on oldies music. Um, that era just kind of, I have a lot of clothes from that. It just really speaks to me. And I love Tom Hanks. Um, Yeah. And I don't retain movies like you guys do. So it was one of those like, okay, I can quote this movie. So this is a movie I can talk about. (laughs) I just thought, I've always thought it was really funny. Um, My family, we still quote that movie to this day. Um, Yeah, I just, the song, and I don't know if you guys know this going back, but the song rose in the charts, almost the exact same as it did in the movie. Like the way that it, like along the same timeline, it went in the popular charts at the time. Hmm. So
0: you mean like in 1995 when the movie came out?
2: Yeah, yeah, the song, that thing you do was like a hit in like the...
0: Or 96.
2: And I'm a sucker for any song with clapping. I know that's silly, (laughs) but- (laughs) Whenever there's clapping, I'm like, ooh, this is a good beat.
3: (laughs) Yeah, every morning is we will rock you. That's how she starts her day.
2: (laughs) Yep. that's her alarm clock
1: <laughs> and Matt what about you what is your love story with this movie
3: um well I I think it was more so chosen because she has a genuine affinity for I love the movie it's a good movie
2: you wouldn't watch it with me this week
3: but yeah I've seen it enough times so has she we can both quote it I, I've probably seen it 10 times I am Spartacus um <laughs> but hey I don't know I couldn't tell you when I saw it first um just because I've seen so many movies. So it's specific. It came out, you know, 25 years at this point, 27 years.
2: Yeah, when you said 95, that kind of hurts.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I don't remember. I assume I saw it in the theater, but I don't recall. Um, but I do, you know, when, when it was coming out, it's like, oh, Tom Hanks directed. He's got a small part in it, but this is kind of his vision in, in Baby. And it's like, oh, okay, I'm interested in that because who doesn't love Tom Hanks? Uh, and to some degree, I, I want him to do more like this, but then, you know, perhaps his time is better served just sitting behind the camera or not behind the camera, but in front of the camera and producing and whatnot, because when he devotes his time to that, he turns out some amazing, you know, work and content. So uh but yeah, I I knew that I liked the film and it was one that she knew backwards and forwards. So it was an easy choice for the two of us. Plus, it fit into the live Tyler and that doesn't want the spotlight. And she likes kind of being behind the scenes, and uh, so like that aspect of it. Could be the
2: costume director.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
4: (laughs) What about you, Nick?
0: It's supporting role. Yeah. Um, Well, my love story, I guess, is I, I don't think I saw it in theaters. In fact, I'm almost I'm almost positive. I do think, like a lot of movies, I caught it on HBO, Cinemax, something like that, playing you know when I was younger. And I don't I like watching it again last night i know i have seen it from beginning to end but i like my memory of it basically starts around the time that they are getting signed like i don't remember the stuff in the the pizza parlor restaurant i don't remember the stuff
3: come on jumping the parking meters and uh doing the (laughs) push-ups and i remember all that stuff
2: there's a man in a really nice camper that wants to put our song on the radio i'm signing (laughs) you're signing we're all signing
0: I remember that, and yes, and and then I remember distinctly the scene where they they like are on the radio, Liv Tyler, and like I forgot G- Giovanni Ribsby Risby was in this. Uh, I forgot Charlize Theron was in this. What? Yeah, she's yeah. the girlfriend. Oh yeah. So, look, she didn't she, even notice. She
2: shades
3: girlfriend
0: <laughs> at the beginning. Yeah, she's got a tiny
3: part, tiny part.
0: She she's the blonde that the drummer is dating Tina. at the beginning. Yes. Yeah. Oh okay. What? Yeah. That's <laughs> oh, oh, that
1: was, wow. <laughs> Tina, that's crazy. Oh, so my love story is I saw this last night. (laughs) I had never seen this movie, surprisingly. And?
3: Yeah, you want fun. This movie's fun.
1: It is fun. I think I was smiling the whole time. And I'm glad that Catherine picked a movie because I like enjoyable, fun, just like happy movies. And there were some sad parts, well, not sad parts, some like boo parts, but overall it was just like a very fun, very uplifting movie. I liked it. I approve. I think I'll watch it again. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. Spoilers for the end of the podcast. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. And I think it, it sort of embodies the, the song, like you were saying, Catherine. Like it's just sort of that like it's a poppy upbeat kind of fun romp, you know what I mean? It's it's not yeah. really too dense and too much content, but it's not without. But yeah, it just kind of makes you feel upbeat and smiley.
1: Yeah. So this movie came out in nineteen ninety-six, starring People I don't know. <laughs> These people haven't become right. None of There's them are really fans. Steve Zahn.
3: Steve Zahn, and then Shades has worked consistently, but on TV.
4: Yeah.
3: Okay. Uh. Yeah, and then uh, let's see the the basis that joins the army. You've seen him in a bunch of random movies from that time. Ethan Embry. Ethan Embry. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Can't hardly wait. I think he was in, and then. Yes, he was. From yeah. uh, Vegas Vacation. Oh. He plays... Uh, with- Rusty. Yeah, Rusty. I was going to say, I couldn't think of the kid's name.
1: Oh, the same guy that, or the same kid that is um, the Big Bang guy.
0: Yeah, same kid, different actors. Yeah, like, right.
3: yeah. But yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. Yeah, which Chevy Chase thought that was a great joke, and that's why they changed the kids out every movie.
0: Uh, really? That's, that was-
3: that's... Yeah, that's the story. He thought it was hilarious, and I don't know why, where the joke is, but okay.
1: Chevy Chase has some has a weird sense of humor.
3: We'll just leave. Now you can say it. He's a dick. <laughs> every story from every person that's ever worked with him is he's a dick. Oh, uh, really? Oh, he's a, it's just unconscionable. But if you read his autobiography, he's a great guy. Everybody <laughs> misunderstands him. But every time, uh, go listen if you can find it. The community, Dan Harmon, the creator, writer, he's got voicemails of Chevy Chase. And they're just, I mean, it, it really reinforces, man, this guy seems like a jerk.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I've heard that. Is that ruining your, your memories and childhood of certain movies and TV
2: shows? Uh, no, I mean, I just, it's sometimes you feel like you can tell. You're like, that guy just, that guy's got to be a jerk, you know? And I wouldn't see that from him. I didn't, I never saw that. So yeah, probably the next thing I see, I'll be like, ooh.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't like you. Christmas Vacation will still be forever my favorite Christmas movie, but that's a whole nother thing. That thing you do.
0: That thing you do. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, don't, I didn't know any of the people in this, except for Tom Hanks. I knew him.
0: <laughs> I, the, the, uh, the guy who played Shades, Tom, I had to write this down, Tom Everett Scott, because like you said, Matt, he's, he's worked pretty consistently. But when I see it, I feel like there was like, at that time, he was in a couple of other movies, and he had almost a sort of young Tom Hanks vibe to him. Yeah. I wonder if that's almost why he was was cast or, you know, what was happening.
1: Yeah, when the movie opened and you just see him, I was like, is that Tom Hanks? <laughs>
0: She knew Tom Hanks was in this, so when, when he came on and he's like walking down the street, she goes, oh, that's Tom Hanks. I was like, no.
3: <laughs> yeah, I thought he would get a shot to lead movies. He just has a charm. You yeah. like him for no other reason than he just looks likable. Yeah. Uh, Very charming. Yeah, so I always assumed... I was surprised when he didn't kind of get a shot at leading movies.
0: Uh, I always confuse him, too, with the actor who... Was in Dead Poets Society and then went on to play essentially the Watson character in the TV show House. I'm forgetting his name right now.
3: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, oh, son of a gun. It's not Matthew Freeman. Yeah, it's not Matthew Modine. It's not even Modine's not in that movie. But it's same era. It's not Ethan Hawke who's in Dead Poets. Yep. It's, it's ah son. Of, I know what you're talking about.
0: I know. I, I, I'm not going to be able to pull it. I'm not going to be able to pull it. Catherine, between you and me, Matt, I was like, "This is where Kevin
1: and I connect." Is like, what? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know these people.
3: Uh, Wilson on House, his best oh. friend is the cancer doctor, oh uh, the oncologist.
2: Name is. Yeah, been, uh, he was in Young stuff when he
0: was young.
3: Yeah, yeah,
4: oh.
0: yeah. and and kind of like similar to to this person, uh, Tom Everett Scott. I feel like.
3: Dead he po- got more of a shot though he got yeah, yeah, yeah i mean he was I mean, dead poets was you have robin williams and whatnot but that it's elevated into everybody in hollywood saw that uh he had somewhat of a shot although ethan hawk is the one that really launched from that
4: yeah
0: oh, movie. i i had to look it up uh, robert sean leonard so now we can robert, robert, okay. Robert okay
1: oh they both all- have three names so interesting <laughs> yeah
0: and both of them, yeah, didn't quite uh...
1: didn't quite make it. Well, I will say, speaking of charming, I wrote down on my notes. I was like, if this was a real life boy band, ooh baby, I'd be into all of them. <laughs> they were all just like they had a little charm to them.
0: Oh, so now I'm gonna have to have you cast them like the Backstreet Boys are in sync, though. Like, which one's the bad boy? Which one's the? Well, you, you all know... know
1: who the bad boy is. Okay. <laughs> Jimmy's the bad boy. Oh no. Was that the yeah the linen singer? Mm-hmm. And then Lenny. Oh, well, I don't know. I can't make parallels, but he was very cute too, very funny, and shades, and the guy that just runs away
0: at the end to go to the Marines. Yeah, the guy. Who yeah, I and mean, he name. gets
3: replaced by Wolf. Is Wolf Wolf that the
0: Wolfman <laughs> Wolfman, That's
3: right. Uh,
0: like clearly, like I mean, all of them are obviously not teenagers, really, but they're supposed to be this teen romp, and this guy is clearly like ten years older than everyone else in the.
3: <laughs> who Wolfman? Yeah, yeah. Well, he was a studio musician. He was a hired gun, so he could be any age. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they are trying, they're selling a certain ideal in 50s America or early 60s America. Yeah, he's a little older, long in the tooth for their purposes.
0: <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's why it uh, crumbled. It's, it's interesting, uh, Catherine, when you were talking about it climbing the charts around the same way, the song, I for a second thought I was misreading something yesterday because I, for a long time growing up, I think I thought this movie actually was a true story because they give the whole like what happened to them afterwards type I asked that last
1: night I was like is this based on a true story
0: and I thought I thought this is where the phrase one hit wonder came from I literally like spent at least probably five to ten years of my life thinking that this was a true story this is a real band and they're the reason that it's called a one hit that's awesome
3: you're teaching kids get your shit together (laughs) (laughs) this is ridiculous
1: I was I more I definitely thought it was a true story.
0: Yeah, you asked me as we were because I had I looked it up to confirm that my memory was obviously wrong and that it was not a real story. I was like because I was waiting for that like based on a true story and it didn't happen. I was like Hold on. and then you asked and I was like no, I looked it up, it is not. And then the end came and they were like what they did after and you again asked like are are you sure? Like,
1: I also thought uh, The Martian, I thought that was
0: based on a true story too. So don't take. I mean I wasn't gonna out you about that on. <laughs> Something. we've
3: hold on we've been to mars that the Damon yeah though okay.
1: i didn't
3: know <laughs> i think you would i think you would you know what i mean there's a good chance you know buzz aldrin's name do you not I know him, yeah. exactly you would probably know the guy the name of the individual who stepped foot the first person to step foot
2: Is or neil armstrong elon
3: sorry musk? what's that
2: just kidding i said elon musk elon
3: musk <laughs> <laughs> that could be
0: see he just crossed anyway. He, yeah. yeah, he's the world's
3: his, wealthiest man. selling
2: all his belongings so that people believe that he's serious about going to Mars is what the headline I read the other day. Oh, really? Yeah, he just sold all his houses.
0: Because that's where he's dedicating his money. Yep. All
3: right. Sh- sure, sure.
2: And I don't go. I, right. Yeah, I would go to Mars. I'm staying here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We've had that conversation too, by the way. I was like, I, yeah. Really? Cool.
2: Yeah. You'll go?
1: I yeah. Can. How about you? No. <laughs> yeah. I don't like space. I avoid it as a topic. <laughs> That's why I didn't know if we went to Mars or not. Anyways, what what about this?
3: <laughs> Would you do a Shark Tank?
1: Would I go into a Shark Tank or like sell something on the show Shark Tank?
3: Well, no. I, I, I took it like that. Drop you. it into the ocean, and there are sharks patrolling, and you're in a steel cage. Yeah. Sure. Okay. All right. I can't get her to do that. Hell no. We wanted to get that for my dad for a birthday gift a few years ago. And I'll pitch in, but it was, it's one of those things that eventually we'll do it, but it, not right now type of thing. Uh, but yeah, was, I don't know. Just reminding me of, it was on the, the heels of the, would you go to Mars? Like, yeah, yeah, I'd go to Mars. But, but Shark Tank was one. She's like, I'm out. You can go do that. I'm like, really? Okay.
2: I it's had enough stress in my life. Mars. Why am I adding to it?
0: I don't think i want to go to a shark infested waters, even in a tank. I'm like, nah, I'm good. Thanks. I'm, I don't need to be in a cage.
2: Because sharks are known.
1: Mars is unknown. <laughs>
0: I mean, maybe that's why. I'm like, I yeah, there's here. okay now while we're, while we're on this little tangent skydiving
1: oh
3: done she's it. done it
1: hated it oh you hated it you've done it and you I loved, loved it. it oh
2: i like blacked out
3: <laughs> she called me this when we were friends and she called me beforehand and was like just so you know <laughs> i love you okay <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, uh, call uh, like a bunch of yeah she called mom, like 10 like, people crying. yeah oh,
1: so it why was a,
2: you like the worst birthday present ever.
1: Oh, someone got it for you for your birthday? Yeah. They didn't know you very well, I guess.
2: Well, and I said I didn't want to do it like before they bought it. And then it was kind of like called me out in a way, you know, I'm still kind of competitive. So I was like, they're like I thought you were a badass. I'm like, heck yeah, I
4: yeah, let's do this.
1: <laughs> oh, no, I don't want to do this. It was pretty and, awful. I don't know that sounds scary to me. I think when I'm like 80 and like got nothing else to live for, then I'll jump out of a plane.
0: I just remember turning to the guy that I was strapped to and saying, hey, if if shit goes raw, just plant me as hard as you can into the ground. Like, I don't want to walk away from this. If it goes bad, I just want to whack, and then we're good.
1: (laughs) So very uplifting. So anyways, that thing you do. Yeah, that thing you do. (laughs) Um, Well, let's hear from you all about, you know, favorite parts of the movie, things that you liked, things that are timeless. What are the quotes
2: that you always use with your family? (laughs) Uh, definitely the one I already used.
3: (laughs) The, the quote, the only quote that I've ever used from that is that add a baby shades add a baby from the the TV director that's cutting in between that has stuck with me since the first time. And I've said it in my head when somebody does something positive, I'm like add a baby shades, (laughs) but I've never quoted it to anybody specifically aloud.
2: Or the I am Spartacus. Yeah. That was a very...
1: I didn't understand why he said that. It just seemed very out of nowhere.
0: Yeah, I had the same thought watching it this time. It's just a random line.
3: Well, because in the timeline of the movie, Spartacus, it just, it was popular in pop culture. So it's a reference for them of the time, the movie Spartacus.
0: That, yeah, that was what I was, what I was like trying to think of explanations for it last night and I didn't look up, but I was like, I bet Spartacus came out around this
3: time. Yeah, that's my guess. I haven't looked it up either, but that's the only thing that makes any kind of logical sense.
0: Yeah. yeah otherwise, you're just a crazy person talking about
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Yeah, exactly. Or you really just love the second servile war in Roman history and know everything about Spartacus. I'm like, good for you there, egghead.
1: <laughs> Catherine, what is your all-time favorite? Part of this movie, oh, um,
2: huh. well, I mean, I love the scene when they when he like changes the beat, like when he first comes into the band, mm-hmm. and they're just like two of them are freaking out, and Liz is looking at him, just like that's it, and just like the whole panic on the guitar where he can't go faster, um, and he's just having a great time, and the whole thing just like from there, they just go, I just it all seems like a fun ride. Yeah, Um, I'd
1: agree.
0: Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I did write down though, that like shades is kind of a dick in that moment. When you, when you think about it, he's the guy who's, you know, brought in, I mean, obviously it leads to like, it's the whole reason they have success, but if you just like pull that out and think about like hey you're brought in last second into this group that wrote the song you're just here to you know for this one night theoretically to, to take care of business for us and you completely change the song so much that the rest of them are kind of looking like they don't know what they're doing for the first several bars like that's kind of a dick <laughs> You <Yeah. Yeah. laughs>
1: changed their lives nick
0: you know, but he could have. While they were having a conversation in the garage beforehand, he could have been like, "Hey, don't you think it'd be better if it went a little faster?" Or you know, no. Yeah, but
3: just... <laughs> Jimmy wasn't gonna stand for that in his dictatorial rule over the O'Neaters.
1: Damn, Jimmy. That's one thing I love—the line where they, after they play at the pizza place, and he's like, "I'll make money off you Oneters," and he's like, "Hey, it's the Onetters."
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Steve Don, he is comedy. Oh, I like, yeah.
3: he's
2: I have, so great. In
3: that. Yeah, I've always liked hey, Steve Zion. Is not
2: our fan? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> or when, when uh, the, the radio DJ asks him about their uh, musical influences and he cites whatever the fake name of the <clears throat> group is that they were in in the movie Shrimp Shack Shooter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and he's laughing. He can't even get it out.
4: He's
1: just like, oh, is this the blonde guy? Yes. Okay. This, this yeah.
2: <laughs> he was also my favorite.
1: I think he's very funny. Um, I really like, I think the scene that like gave me the most feels was the the first time they hear their song on the radio.
4: Oh, yes. so
1: exciting. And you know, I'm glad they went this way with the movie where at the beginning they set up his family is like so controlling and like, he's never going to have a life outside of being a, what is it? Appliance salesman. But then yeah. his family gets on board right away. And there's no like tension in that. And I just found that very, like, it could have been a whole different movie if his family was against him or whatever. Yeah. But then they just let him scream and dance and turn up all the radios in the uh in their shop,
2: and I thought that was very fun. Yeah. Or when they watch him on, is that supposed to be like the Ed Sullivan show, probably? Yeah, something like that, yeah. And they're, like, dancing in
3: the... Yeah, exactly. They're sitting at home, yeah. enjoying it. Yeah. yeah.
2: With the other drummer.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think it just showed them their parents, so they're concerned. They want you to have a, you know, stable existence, whatever that is. And to see that, Oh, he'll be okay. It's fine. Like he'll have success. It, it'll be okay. So they can let down their guard and just, you know, be fine with, I, I'm sure my parents went through that and eventually they just had to come to the realization: be back. Like, he'll be fine. He'll figure it out. Uh, yeah. So
2: but they had some great scenes with the parents. Like when the dad's calling, he's like, why are the lights on guy? Are we open all night now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then he has to go turn them off. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, My question is
1: though, how old are they supposed to be? I was like very confused because they were in like that college jam or whatever at the beginning. That's where they were discovered, right?
0: Sure, I think so. I don't know if it was actually hosted by a college. But then
1: I think it was. But then Shades was already in the military and out of the military.
2: Um, I don't know. I just don't know how old they're supposed to be.
0: You guys have seen this more often than we have. Any any ideas?
4: So yeah, this I is never. a
2: storyline thing that this is what yeah. gets into. Every time we walk out of a movie, he's like starts to talk about the storyline. And I'm like, oh, I just had fun. Like, Skill <laughs> like,
3: it's, I didn't it's even gotta make sense. That
2: it was something, you know, and he's very like
3: yeah, but I, I guess in this, I never really looked at it uh with any kind of like a trouble as to trying to figure out the timeline because they're they're attempting to capture a moment within American pop culture. So I just kind of was more so there for going on the journey of what someone in that situation must have felt like to some degree in the, you know, early machinations of, of pop culture here in the States. So I never really thought about the, Oh, this, what age are they trying to be? Um, it's a good question though.
1: Yeah. I agree though. I think this, this story of just what it must feel like because it goes so fast, but I think that's probably real, right? Like once you're discovered, once your hit goes, becomes a hit. Your single becomes a hit. Like, it, there's only going up from there, but they did a a going down pretty quickly too, which I thought was
0: yeah, fa- faster even than the going up. Yeah. <laughs> but I wrote, I, yeah, I wrote that down even because every time I watch this movie, it it always is surprising to me. Like, oh shit, this is there's a line in there that's like this is supposed to be within a two month period from from you know oh wow first play to basically band is in L A. and and you know that same day clearly is is crumbling like it is it, it, like it's somewhat t- sometime around the same time that they are meeting with the Playtone executive. Somebody says something like, you know, it's been a crazy two months or something like that. It's just like, Oh, so all of that <laughs> state fair stuff was supposed to be taking place in a two month period where you're flying, to- That's nuts.
1: Yeah. But think about if like Backstreet Boys <laughs> was at the state fair and then they got discovered, you're not trying to stay at the state fair. You are the Backstreet Boys. You're going bigger than that.
0: I think the Beatles might be a more apt. Oh, uh... okay. All right. <laughs> Quite possibly. But... Good.
1: <laughs> okay. um, Nick, what was your favorite part?
0: Uh I
1: <laughs> Wait, did you not think you were getting this question? Or
0: I guess I did not. But also you got you you you've all already covered it. I think mine, the one most memorable one I talked about in Love Story was like that moment when they're screaming excited about being on the radio. And like I, I truly feel like when you watch that you almost can feel the <clears throat> excitement that you would have or like what it would actually feel like to have something that truly exciting happening, like realizing that there's actually people uh, listening to you and things of that nature. So,
1: yeah, I agree. Going back you mentioned parking meters that cracked me up so much. That is the parking meter is actually the catalyst of this entire movie, by the way, jumping yeah, because over. He breaks door. his arm. Yeah. <laughs> but I just think that's so funny and I think they do a really good job and maybe Catherine, this is why you love it too. It's just like, capturing that time and like what dumb teenagers would be doing just jumping around jumping over parking meters and like just I don't know it's just very joy it's (laughs) it's very joy you know (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but it like brings you into that time and I'm I'm a huge fan of Hairspray the musical Hairspray which is also set in the same time so I was getting those vibes the whole time so it made me happy
0: there's a lot of cameos in this, too. I did want to kind of bring that up briefly. Like, Brian Cranston randomly plays oh, yeah. like a Buzz Aldrin type. Um, oh,
3: yeah. He's on the TV show before. Mm-hmm. Point- Barry Sobel, <laughs> if you guys know your comedy history, he's in this.
0: Yeah. No. Because uh, uh, the...
3: He was mentored to Tom Hanks before uh, Punchline. So he is the director on the movie that they're shooting. Thank you, okay. and. Yeah, Tom Hanks gave him a small part uh, in this. Just I, I don't know if they still maintain friends, but Barry Sobel is one of the weirder people you'll ever meet in your life. <laughs> so if you're ever in Los Angeles, and uh, <laughs> he's a weird dude. He is a weird dude.
0: Paul Feig? He was in this? Yeah. Huh? I knew that was going to be your reaction, because you randomly, when they were doing the the rounds on different radio stations, you were like, she pointed to Paul Feig and said, that's the only actor in this whole thing that I feel like I recognize. And I quietly said, do you know what you recognized him from? And she went, no. <laughs> so I just waited to, to be able to bring it up here. No, that's Paul Feig, obviously, oh. of lots of directing fame, but you also probably recognize him from heavyweights.
1: Oh, okay. And Rita Wilson, right? Isn't that Tom Hanks? Yeah. yeah.
3: Plays the waitress.
1: Yep. Yep. She. We were recently
0: watching... Um, Jingle all the way. Jingle all the way. And she was in that. She's a Holiday classic. Um,
3: I guess. Is it it's, <laughs> like what age are you guys? Because that thing is dog shit.
0: <laughs> oh, yes, it is. It
3: is. <laughs> okay, well, I just know people because I'm, I'm 42. So you go 10 years younger, 12 years younger, and they were the prime age when it came out. So they love it because it's part of their Christmas tradition. Just like one of those things of you had to see it at a certain point in your life.
1: That's true. We talk about that a lot. So that's why I think this movie, I might look at it differently than you all because you've seen it before. I just, okay, I'm going to say it. People are going to come at me. People always come at me for okay. my opinions. I'm not a huge fan of um, Liv Tyler's character. <laughs> character
4: <laughs> okay. acting?
1: Act, no, her acting's fine. Okay. I'm just not a huge fan of the role that she plays. I think she could have been so much more.
0: I, I had a memory of this. I was struck watching it. I don't know how but you all feel. I, I remember the love connection or whatever being sort of more rather le- being less subtle. I remember it being kind of more hit on the head of like, oh, there's this clear love connection between the two of them that's building, whereas I feel like it kind of happens somewhat suddenly, actually, when I was watching it last night.
3: You don't think that they were kind of at a distance from each other noticing the 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 good qualities in each and kind of bonding to some degree because they are they they share a lot of the same sensibilities uh and whatnot and Jimmy's a dick and everybody can agree on that <laughs> so they have a commonality there of you know a brotherhood in that bond
2: yeah I think yeah, like bonding over friendship
1: yeah the one scene that really gets it is when she's clearly sick I kept saying I was like it's not one gonna She's sick. <laughs> Someone take care of her. And he like makes her a bed on the airplane. And you were like, did you notice that wasn't Jimmy? <laughs> I don't know where the next Yeah,
0: and then and then obviously when they get mobbed, same same thing. Yeah, and then he goes back
1: yeah. for her. Yeah. No.
0: Is that how you feel like you all's relationship kind of went? <laughs>
3: uh they watch you from afar. I'm making her bed for- uh- to <laughs> some degree. Probably. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, because we were friends for a long time, so there's probably a decent amount of that type of stuff, like over the years.
2: Yeah. I don't remember anything specifically, but definitely came to a relationship through friendship.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I uh, give me a second. I mean, you know, friends were so long that we'd spend... Like holidays together because her family's out here and I was always I never went home by and large so it was I was like yeah hey, will come hang out you know with my family get a good meal type of thing um so we had
2: only in it for the food yeah
3: <laughs> pretty much uh but yeah no, I'd have to I guess think about that
2: yeah I can't think of anything specifically but over the years if we all of our family, when we finally got together, was like, it's about time. And we're like, you know, it is, you're right. It is about the time that we needed.
3: Yeah. Well, to- I mean, when we first met, I wanted nothing more than to date her, but I was 60, 65, 70 pounds heavier than I am now and have been for years. I was an alcoholic. I was depressed. Like I had everything stacked against me. Why would anybody date me? Type of thing looking back and be like, you were a mess of an individual, she made the right decision.
2: I did enjoy my 3 a.m. drunk phone calls. Oh, yeah, I used to drunkenly call her how much he loved me. I did Aww. enjoy those,
3: but yeah, wanted nothing more than we first those anymore. Uh, <laughs> you don't. uh, babe, I'll start drinking again. Do you want those phone <laughs> oh, calls? I'll start drinking again. <laughs>
1: oh, yay, yay. Um, anyways, that's cute though that you guys were friends.
2: Just, just yeah, really, yeah. what like fun 10 fun years. Yeah, we were friends for like 10 years and then
3: something like that. Yeah.
2: When it kind of like switched, we were married within the year.
3: Yeah.
0: Wow. Okay.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, like nine, 10 months after.
2: When you know, you know. When you don't know, you know. When you know, you know. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it happened. You didn't have to keep working on establishing that sort of emotional intimacy. The base was already set. You kind of just needed that romantic component. And once it was there, yeah, flip switch.
2: Yeah. I think. What I always struggled with over the years was just trusting people, and it's one of those like I already trusted him. So once it switched, it was like, well, there's nowhere else to go.
3: Yeah, the that's is. nice. Well, <laughs> that's nice.
2: I, I just meant other we were, like- we started Exactly. Talking, we started talking marriage. I can't
3: scrape this barrel anymore. Like <laughs> that, <laughs> we're at the bottom. We are officially at the bottom.
2: And shopping wedding locations when he proposed. Like it just like it all just kind of happened on top of itself because it was just suddenly. All right,
3: and yeah,
2: yeah.
1: that's so cute. Are you crying? Oh, my goodness, (laughs) (laughs) you made Nick cry.
0: Okay, I was gonna. The only reason I was asking the question is because I feel like part of this journey that I've had thinking about love and movies at the same time has made me realize how some of the movies that I attach to uh, have deeper meanings and reasons why I've attached to them that I kind of never really think about until you stop to talk about it with someone else. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, anyway. Uh, but we do need to wrap up so that they can get to the football game. Uh, so well that sure I
3: can get to and she can do whatever she wants to do. Um, We're a Bears can, family, but I'm the dinner. Bears fan. So
1: <laughs> we will also have the football game on.
0: I, that's fine. <laughs>
1: um, no one's gonna come at me for my. I
2: wasn't a huge Bay fan. I don't.
0: I don't anybody? Anybody gonna? <laughs>
3: no, I don't think so. I think you're fine.
2: Okay. Cool. All right. Well, now we can end. On social media, I'm just gonna blow you up. That's yeah. the opposite of sixes and sevens. Yeah, yeah exactly. Threes and fours. Threes, Threes and fours. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Well, with that, then we normally uh wrap up with uh our
1: sort of- we always forget the order
0: of it. What's
1: the next thing?
0: <laughs> the, the, we're gonna do renewing vows, okay, and then heart ratings. So out of five is gonna be the heart rating. renewing vows is sort of like do you feel the same way about this movie would you recommit to it do you still think you've watched again etc and so forth and then the number of hearts is maybe just like actually you know how good you think it is on a scale of zero to five
3: okay go for it
2: okay uh renew my vows i would absolutely watch it again um i just feel not only because my whole family liked it like and then you know going that where they have that first scene I used to have lunch there all the time as a kid. So, like, I just feel really bonded to this movie. Um, and then, I mean, I think for me, it holds up. But give it another 25 years and I'll <laughs> let you know.
3: Well, how many hearts? Oh, one through many- five?
2: I give it five hearts.
3: Well, five out of five. That's pretty go. solid.
2: All the love. <laughs>
3: uh, yeah, I feel the same way. I think it's rewatchable. I mean, it's not something that I put on once a year. He wouldn't say.
2: watch it with
3: me this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen it. Given it enough time, I watch a lot of movies. There are other things to watch. Um, but yeah, I think it's, you know, completely rewatchable on that. Uh, and the one through five, eh, I'd say like a four out of five. It's a, yeah, it's a solid movie.
1: Yeah,
0: good, good, good solid B, yeah. Danny
1: okay um I'd renew my vows since that was the first time I saw it I I would watch it again it was very (laughs) enjoyable and I was smiling the whole time even though I don't know I thought Faye was gonna die I don't know why I thought it was going there and then I will also give it five out of five hearts it was a good one
0: you're not gonna go for like 10 out of five or 5,000 out of five this time
1: I don't have the same like nostalgia sometimes I give it a 10,000 out of five but this is a five out of five for sure solid five and you Nick
0: I'm just going to go ahead and uh, definitely would renew my vows. I would watch this again from my memory of it. It's about where I feel for it the same. Uh, I'm going to go a little lower than mm-hmm. everyone else, though. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to give it like a 3.75 out of 5. I
2: think Reason there's... 4 is coming at you. <laughs> <four>. <laughs> three, four, three,
0: four, three. Yeah, but other than that, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty good movie. It's, it's pretty decent.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you for um, introducing me to this movie.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, I'm glad you liked it. I was nervous with it being such an old movie and I'm like, is that something that's going to work like for what we're trying to go for? Mm -hmm. So I'm happy you guys liked it.
1: Yeah, it was great.
0: Yeah. I think it's, I think one of the qualities that it has going for it is it's one of those timeless movies, right? It was, it was made about a period. Yeah. It was made 25 years ago. It was made about, you know, 30 years before that.
1: So Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. It was enjoyable.
0: Um, well, I want to make sure we have an opportunity to get you guys some plugs before we move on with things. So, uh, Matt, you do a lot of projects. Oh. Uh, you know, what? Uh, Not
3: really. <laughs> it's top 10, uh, settle the score. And uh, if you're a basketball fan, drop dimes. But you can find all of it at Matt Nost anywhere. I, uh, you know, Twitter or Instagram, but Twitter mainly. I post the links there. But uh, two are movie-based and one's basketball-based. And that's it. Just three shows. It's
0: a lot of shows. I was going to say. Th- those are way more often and way more frequent than ours and, and many more shows. Hey, going,
1: so. I got Zoom Pro katherine <laughs> <laughs> did you want to
2: plug anything uh you can find me at two saucy broads pizza we are uh, a couple miles from disneyland so if you are ever in the area we just won 2020 best pizza in la for la times wow oh, congrats. congratulations that's awesome mm-hmm. thank you made 2020 it's a little bit brighter <laughs> yeah <laughs> a little bit saucier <laughs> yeah
0: thank you there you go Danny, do you have anything coming up Keep in mind that this is coming out the end of January.
1: Yeah. Uh, in February, catch me in karaoke, okay, <laughs> a karaoke competition via Zoom prof <laughs> on Twitch, actually, through Comedy Sports. That's what I got for now.
0: All right. Comedy Sports. I got You no-
2: have a go-to karaoke song?
0: Ooh.
2: That would be Believe by Cher. Nice.
3: <laughs> yeah. Do you do the auto-tune? You have the full.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nick, you got nothing?
0: I got nothing. I'm never doing anything. <laughs> just, just this podcast. Follow us on In Love With Movies. You're going to get all those plugs in a second. Anyway, so uh, thank you, Matt and Catherine, again. We really appreciate you you sticking around with us.
3: Well, thanks for having yeah, us. It was thanks fun. For having us.
2: Yeah. I love you, Danny. I love
0: you, Nick. We love you, guests and listeners. <laughs> thank you so much for your time. Uh, see you guys next month.
1: Follow us on Twitter at the letter N, love with movies. On Facebook at facebook.com slash with movies love and on Instagram and TikTok at in love underscore
0: with movies. You can email us at with movies in love, that's all one word, with movies in love at gmail.com to share your own love stories with us, suggest future love topics that you might want to hear us discuss, or just to say, hey, we'd like to hear from you. Hey, <laughs> All original music written and performed by Danny Smith with our theme song remixed by Paul Brandt.
1: And this whole podcast was produced and edited by my lovely husband, Nicholas Baldwin.
0: And special thanks to Nick Stretchberry for our website and podcast art.
4: We did it!